Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's Brand Boutique Elite podcast. We have a very special guest today. We have Jessica Chenileu on, and she's going to talk to us about how to secure partnerships or sponsorships to fund your dreams. Jessica is the creator of the Sponsored and Secured, a program that helps organizations grow their sponsorship revenue in a systematic and reliable way. She teaches you how to craft win-win relationships through her proven methods that have transformed the way global influencers and organizations increase cash flow. Her desire to teach people corporate sponsorship and activation strategies begin with creating the annual sold-out Women of Purpose conferences. She secured over six figures in sponsorships to host these events. This led to numerous influencers and event curators seeking her expert advice knowledge on, and knowledge on how they could do the same. An in-demand sponsorship consultant, coach, influencer, income strategist, and speaker, Jessica has worked with companies such as H&R Block, Herbal Essences, Kroger, Walmart, Reebok, Methodist Health Systems, and Brinker International, just to name a few. Her clients and students have been sponsored by Cricket Wireless, Toyota, Origin Bank, Compassion International, Microsoft, and many more. She's also been featured on BuzzFeed, Daily Mail UK, Cosmopolitan, ABC News, Good Morning Texas, um, and many more media outlets. So thank you so much for being here today, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it, Fahana. I'm so excited. So tell us, how did you, you know, enter this world of sponsorships and how did you become the expert in this space? Because it's super niche and I'm so excited to have you because I don't know really anybody else that really excels in doing this and it's so needed. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really interesting because I've been doing this for over a decade now and I absolutely love what I do. And believe it or not, it started in my college days and a good friend, he reached out to me and asked me to help him plan his Nigerian Independence Day party. I had no idea like what the heck I was doing, but I took on the challenge and helped him make sure that the event and the environment was nice and also helped him get sponsorships as well as help take care of just you know the overall vibe of the place and promote it so that gave me the idea to come up with a club promotions company and through that lots of different people started reaching out to me to help them do the exact same thing that i did for him but of course i was not really business savvy and i had no idea what the heck i was doing so that didn't last too long so I went into wedding planning, wedding planning then transformed into corporate meeting planning and being an event manager for large hotel chains. And that's where my knowledge really expanded because the hotels that I worked for, um, it was hotels that had over 400,000 square feet of meeting space. So we were hosting conferences with thousands of people and meeting planners that had multi-million dollar budgets. Um, and they planned their events maybe two, three years in advance, some five years in advance. And I asked a lot of questions. I connected with sponsors for those events and really learned the ropes of how this industry works. And that gave me enough knowledge to start hosting my own conferences and getting my faith-based nonprofit uh, sponsored 100%. 
once I took a pause from doing that conference, people kept asking me to go on lunch dates and tea dates and all that jazz. And they were like, hey, can you teach me how to get my event sponsored? And I was just doing it for free. You know, I didn't really think of it as like a business because I was so focused on hosting the Woman of Purpose conference. And my husband, he comes up to me and he's like, babe, you are spending so much time helping other people do this. You need to transform this into a business. And that's how it started. So club promoting, wedding planning, meeting planning. And now here I am after hosting my own conference and getting that 100% sponsored, teaching other people how to do the same thing and helping others do it as well and doing it for them as well. So it's, it's been quite a journey. I love what I do. I'm super passionate about it, especially helping women of color um, secure the bag. I love that. And I love that you have this progression of, you know, it started off as club promoting, then wedding planning, and then events and corporate things. And it really shows that you understand the nuances in and out of the industry, of the event planning, of the, you know, getting people in, of creating that buzz around things. That's awesome. I think it's so great when people evolve in their career and really find like what they're passionate about and what they really love because, you know, some people just pop up and they're like, oh yeah, I'm an expert in this. And it's like, okay, well, what's your experience? How do you, oh yeah, you know, I just thought it would be cool. And you're like, oh, okay, awesome. And so, <laughs> you know, I actually started off um so i worked in fashion and this um, for latina magazine for the today show i was for the style editor's assistant and this is like when i was college and then i worked for club promoters and you know there's a whole set of things that go into creating an event and getting people in and attracting them and setting up that customer experience because in mm -hmm. anything in America, really that customer experience and when you're in a party environment it can either be terrible or it can be fantastic and you know exactly how that party goes and how that customer experience goes and so it's, it's interesting we have kind of that little thing in common um and then like you know i worked in for different brands and then i started my own thing so i had this whole taking each step of knowledge and building it into like my company. And I love that you have that story too, because, you know, I feel completely confident, you know, referring business to you because I know you actually get all of the areas of the business. Oh yeah. I, I tell people all the time, um, don't discount the things of your past. I didn't fully understand, like, especially with host hosting a faith-based conference and, and owning a nonprofit organization that was not doing well financially. Um, I didn't fully understand why I was doing it and why I was called to do it. But I think now I see like the dots truly everything connected, everything happened for a reason, everything that I've done and my career over the last decade got me to where I am today. And you're absolutely right. That's one of the main reasons why people connect with me is because my story is very similar to their journey on how they've tried and attempted so many things, failed numerous times, it didn't work, but then you found your sweet spot and you're like, oh, 
I went through all that to get to where I am now. So don't discount those small beginnings. Don't discount those times uh, where, you know, you felt like you were struggling. All of it matters. All of it is helping you become the amazing entrepreneur that you are today. Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to sponsorships, you know, everyone is like, yeah, we want to sponsor, you know, to help leverage costs or to get that brand recognition. So what kinds of sponsorships should different kinds of businesses actually look for? And for what types of events or things should they kind of leverage that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, I I think first you have to ask yourself as an entrepreneur or even someone who may not be an entrepreneur, maybe you're someone who's an influencer or you host events and you still have a full-time gig, um, or maybe you have a nonprofit, you're a nonprofit founder and you have different programs and you want to partner with brands. Um, You have to think about what type of partnership this is going to be. So is it social justice, social impact, Um, corporate social responsibility? Um, Is it an event partnership? Is it an influencer partnership? There are different types of partnership. And so you have to understand which direction are you going to take and how you're going to partner with that brand. Now, if you are an influencer, the pitch as an influencer is going to be completely different as the pitch that it would be for someone who's hosting an event and looking to get sponsors for an event. Um, But I think the key thing is, is really understanding what it is that you are doing and how you can truly make the most impact with that brand and have a successful campaign. So again, ask yourself, what type of event partnership or what type of partnership is this going to be? And then what exactly am I going to, what value am I going to be providing to this brand if we come and collaborate together in this partnership? And then lastly, what type of impact are you going to make? So I think you really have to start first is what type of partnership is this? So think that's the key thing is figuring out what type of partnership you're even trying to go for in the first place as an entrepreneur. And there are all types. And I think another thing to really take into consideration what you just said is the value you're bringing to that sponsor. Because I think people think, oh, yeah, you know, we'll just get a sponsor and they don't think about how they're going to present themselves as providing value for that sponsorship. And they think, oh, we'll just put their name on something and that's enough. And it's like truly we're inundated with so much. Like what value are you going to put on it? So, you know, I was speaking to a client the other day and she was getting a lot of um, – she's a business-to-business brand and she was getting a lot of consumer engagement on her her social media and I said okay great so now you can leverage all of that traction from the consumers to now refer that to your partners so mm-hmm. if a brand hires you to do a service and they the consumers that are interacting with you they can all get referred to that brand that you're now working with. So promote that brand that you're working with and then kind of go and that, and she's like, Oh, I didn't think of it like that. I'm like, yeah, that gives uh, people a reason to actually work with you because you're now going to be sending them clients. And so I think that like, I want to go over what kinds of value that you can provide for a sponsor to want to 
work with you? Well, I love the example that you just gave because there are a couple of things that I gathered from what you shared with your clients. And I think the first thing is that even if you are someone who is a service provider, primarily um, a B2B service provider, um, you still have a B2C um, audience that you serve, regardless if it's through product offerings and how you serve them, or you serve them by sharing with the brands that you partner with products that they offer and maybe you're an affiliate partner or you actually have a full-blown partnership with this brand where they pay you to now advertise their services to your B2C audience. But there's one key thing that you're gathering here is data. And I think data is so huge. And in any brand that you desire to partner with, if you can go to them and say, look, here's my case study based on what the research or the case studies or data that we've been gathering over the past few months or the past few years. Here's why we believe that this could be a successful partnership. You've now provided them with some hardcore data and value that they can use to say, absolutely, let's do this. And I'll, I'll give you a, a real life scenario. I love giving real life scenarios. So I was on the phone with a, on a call with a brand the other day and they said, before we even engage in a paid partnership with, a, with an individual, what we like to do is take them through our partnership program, which is simply a nice way of saying, here's our affiliate program. So we're not going to pay you anything upfront until you are able to prove to us that your audience can convert, that your audience really and truly does love. So, And you see a lot of companies doing this now. So sign up for our partnership program. We have a silver, gold, um, a silver, bronze, and gold level. So their level could be uh, silver is if you get three people to sign up, that now bumps you up to bronze. If you get 10 people to sign up, that now gets you over into gold. And then they go on to these different levels. Well, we, we're not even considering you until you can provide us with this type of data. So conversion is really key. And I think sometimes we hear affiliate marketing and people stray away from affiliate partnerships. But here's the incredible thing. I know some people that are making five, six figures just from affiliate marketing. And when you can present that type of data to a partner, they're nine times out of 10 going to be more willing to work with the individual that's been successful with their affiliate partner program versus the individual that says, I'm just looking to get paid. I don't want to be a part of your affiliate partner program. It's all about data. And I, I'm not talking about you having hundreds of thousands of followers, because I think that's a huge misconception that many people have is I need to have lots of followers in order to uh, have a successful brand partnership. That is, lots of brands don't even care about that. Conversion is better than your large following because you could have someone with a thousand followers that's converting way more than the person that has a hundred thousand followers. So conversion and data is really key here in those partnerships. So um, really think about gathering data, understanding more about your audience. And, and that's a huge value that you can provide to a brand, but also understand that brand's needs because depending on the partnership, they may not care about conversion. I do think that every brand really will care about your case studies and your data. I, there's not one single brand that I've worked with that didn't care about those things, but they may not necessarily care so much about the audience 
depending on the partnership. Your audience is not the only thing that you have to sell. There are other things that you could sell, and that could be your service. It could be your expertise. So trainings that you provide, and they want to partner with you in that aspect where they may not even care to tap into your audience. So again, data is everything here. Data really is key. Yeah, for sure. And I think affiliate marketing is so essential. People are going to be promoting other business and services and you can, you know, produce great commissions off of, you know, these referrals. You know, I work with several different people that are partnerships that, you know, I provide one service, but I have uh, people that, you know, I know them, I trust them, we worked on projects together and I refer people to them because I'm like, all right, we do X. You need this service. This person I trust, and I know that they're going to produce it. And so we do affiliate commissions back and forth. You know, we they send somebody my way, I they vice versa. And it's like if you're going to refer people, you're going to refer a tool, a service, something of that nature. And then for that like sponsorship kind of thing, if you're working with somebody and you're already sending them business their like way. You know, have them tag on to your event, maybe sponsor your event, maybe be a part of things. And another thing what I like too is the whole like for smaller brands to get that exposure doing in-kind sponsorships. So maybe you don't have, you know, a ton of money to sponsor an event, but you have like a cool product or service and you want to provide some sort of elevated event experience and offering that service because you know some events and some people will say yes to that what do you think about like in-kind offerings oh i love in-kind offerings i think that when they're done the right way they're absolutely a great way to build a relationship with a brand um so i will tell you and i'll share the story um two different stories because i love again real life scenarios um, one of the things that I did, it was one of my largest contracts to date is I actually, before a brand even paid me, I went and purchased, used my own money to purchase their products and actually did a whole entire campaign, posted it on my Instagram page and tagged that brand, used all of their hashtags based on research and got my audience super engaged with it and then use that to pitch to the brand and it paid off because the amount of money that I spent, I mean, I basically 10 x what I was, uh, what I paid to buy that bottle of wine or a few bottles of wine and do it, paying my photographer um, and using my time to do that photo shoot. I took that product and spent my own money, but got money back based off of my pitch and them seeing the value and the work that I put out there. The other thing with in-kind sponsorships, that is your opportunity to share with the brand. Anytime I pitch for a client and the brand comes back and says, hey, we can't give money at this time. It's not within our budget. I ask for product. And then I also say, can we get a discount code that we could share with our audience? Or can we get an affiliate code that we could share with our audience? Because that's our opportunity to now transform that into a paid partnership the next time around. But it's our job to do our part, and it's your job to do your part as well to ensure that your audience truly engages with that product. So have a fulfillment report. 
after, even if it's an in-kind sponsorship, send out reports to all of your in-kind sponsors to let them know, like, here's how we positioned your brand successfully. Even though you didn't pay us, you gave us products, but this is how great it went. And this is the response that we received from our attendees. They loved it. Here's how our audience enjoyed the products. Here's some feedback. Here's some testimonials. They're likely going to work with you if you can provide them with reports on how well everything went. Don't just leave it as, well, they gave us free products, so I don't need to do anything else. I can just continue to take free products from them every, every year. Learn how to transform that into actual dollars. Yeah, I love that. You know, for events, for like social media and creating content, you know, we'll take photos and show people like interacting. Maybe it's an experience. So we'll do video and post that and tag them, share it on the story, tag that brand. You know, if you are going to work with, you know, a sponsor, leverage their community, let their community know that you're in partnership with them. And of course, pick brands that are going to be. Um, of interest to your community as well so that they're going to have excitement around that. They're going to be like, oh, great, this was in the gift bag or great, I get to, you know, meet somebody from that company or have that experience of that company. I know for myself, when I go to events that are very tailored to my likes and needs and interests, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, that's cool. Like, let me check that out. And having those imprints of you know other brands that come together with it you really feel as though you're being gotten and and people love mm-hmm. when you provide them an experience that you get their needs and interests and not just one thing you know it's this whole like experience so i love that what would yeah. you say you know your top three tips are yes well top three tips Whew. Man, I have so many tips, but if I had to say top three, um, the first thing that I would say before you even reach out to a brand, make sure that you have your assets together. And what do I mean by that is I think too many times I myself included in this, I receive pitches. And then when I look at those pitches, I go and check the person's website. I'll look at their Instagram page. And they might even submit a pitch deck in that first initial pitch email that they send over to me. And there's no alignment, like nothing aligns with what they're pitching to me. And so I highly recommend that before you pitch, get your stuff in order. It means that whenever I go on your Instagram page, I should be able the event that you're pitching to me or whatever it is that you're pitching to me. I can click a link in your bio. I can go on your website and see information about the details of what you're pitching. Otherwise, if I don't see it there, I'm likely not interested. Reason being is because I want to be able to do my investigative research and see that you are really truly about what you're pitching. So get everything in alignment. I think too many times people pitch and there's a lot of inconsistencies in their first initial pitch. The second thing that I would say is... Before you go on, I just want to reiterate that. So everyone that's listening right now, make sure that you have your assets aligned and make sure they're on brand. And so it's the branding is aligned with your core brand and it's aligned with your customer demographics. Mm-hmm. And the company that you're 
asking for sponsorship, make sure that's also aligned with those customer demographics and present your web page some assets so that they feel like, okay, great, you have this all set up, it looks professional. You know, I always say you have five to seven seconds for people to make a decision if they want to work with you when they go to your website. And if you have an event that you're trying to get sponsors for and it looks unprofessional, why wouldn't somebody want to sponsor you? So I just want to reiterate your point. <laughs> I mean, even even if it's a coming soon, you know, I think there should be something there because people are like, oh, I don't have all of my speakers. Well, that's okay. Even if you don't have all of your speakers, at least have something like the event date, maybe a recap video from the last time you did the event. I cannot tell you the number of people that I have come in contact with that sign up for my course and or they sign up, they fill out an application to work with me and they say, oh, I've been doing this for the past 10 years and I go on their website and I'm like, well, if you've been doing this for the past 10 years, where are your website talks about like everything that you do, like the number of people that you've reached over the last 10 years, event recaps or recaps about the things that you've done. It's nowhere to be found. And I will tell you that is in the number of corporate clients and corporate sponsors that I've had talks with, because I bring a lot of those decision makers inside of my course for us to have conversations about the to do's and not to do's. That's one of the key things that they say is, if you've been doing this for 10 years, how come you have absolutely nothing to show for it? I don't care if you've never been sponsored. Your digital resume should speak very highly of yourself. Nobody else has control of your di digital resume except for you. So that's your time to shine, go all out. Don't ever, 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 ever not place a recap of everything that you've done in the last 10 years. If you've been in business for 10 years or you've been doing something for 10 years, don't ever not place that on your website somewhere. Brands should be able to see that. We need to get a glimpse. Even if it's a timeline on your website, have that there. But please have it because your website, your Instagram page, your LinkedIn, all of that is your digital resume and your digital footprint. For sure. I, I love that you're saying that because I feel like now, even people are asking me to speak at different events, and then I go look at the events, and I'm like, um, is this going to be legit? Are people actually going to show up? Like, I don't know if I want to go to this. This website looks like it's from, like, 1995. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. I mean, that would be the first thing that I say, because think about it. I don't – first impressions, they really do matter. And I think a lot of times we, I read this uh, post the other day and it said, you're wondering why people aren't responding to your initial pitch. And the reason why they're not responding is because your pitch is weak. And part of what makes our pitch experience weak for the person behind that email that's receiving it is simply because they look at those different things you know, um, really make sure you get yourself together and your brand together before you start pitching. Um, you need to make sure that all your stuff is in alignment. Now, the second thing that I would say is do your research. Too many times I see people reaching out to brands um, 
And these are sometimes brands that really don't aren't even a good fit. So it's a waste of your time and it's a waste of that brand's time um, for you to pitch them. And they really don't even support ideas or opportunities like what you're presenting to them. So it's very important to ensure that you do your research to make sure that it really is a good fit for the idea that you may have in mind. Now, if you just simply want to build a relationship with a brand and that's the reason why you're sending over an email, hey, fine, that's cool. Relationships are key in this industry. But just do your research um, before you start hitting the send button on a ton of these emails. And uh, the third thing that I would say um, as a as a, like a top three, I would also say make sure that you genuinely engage with a brand before you make a big ask. The reason why I say that is because think about it like this. I'm not, well. Let me just speak for myself. I am the type of person that hate when people only call me when they need something, especially if it's someone that I don't know very well. Well, everyone. So, that. <laughs> So if I think most human beings are that way, you're more inclined to do something for someone that you've had a couple of engagements with, genuine engagement. And so I really believe that before you make that big ask for dollars or even for that discovery call, follow that brand on Instagram engage with them on their social media platforms beyond just Instagram. So also on LinkedIn, genuinely engage with at least three to five people within that brand and engaging with them could be simply, um, I'm following them on LinkedIn. I'm engaging with the content that they're posting on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is a really good place to um, learn more about a company and get updates about that company, especially if you're using LinkedIn Sales Navigator, reading up on articles about the brand, and maybe even sending uh, messages or emails just to congratulate them on, a, on the success if they've just gone public or if there's an event or program that they just launched and it was massive. It was like, great. Do that first before you go in for your ask. And I believe that you'll see more success if you take that approach because there's a quote that I love and it basically says, you should go in building friendships before you ask for anyone for anything. And I think that's the, 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 the mindset that you need to have whenever you go in trying to secure these partnerships. Too many times I've seen people go in and they're so discouraged and they're upset because they're like, I sent out, 20 emails to strangers and none of them responded back to me and some of them are opening the emails. Well, did you try to engage with them beforehand, like before you made an ask? That may help you in your approach before you start making, again, these big, large asks for lots of money or to work with a brand. Yes, and I completely agree with that. And that echoes back into like social media engagement in general. So people think they're going to post something on social media and they're and tons of people are going to just buy it and work with them and things like that. And it's like, guys, there's millions of people doing that exact same thing. So how do you build a relationship? You wouldn't just walk up to somebody and say, hey, buy my thing or sponsor my event. That's just really not how you do life in real life. And so people think like when it comes behind like a, a computer screen that the rules of engagement had people don't apply and it really does. And so I, I tell this to my clients, like when we're doing 
social media marketing, we definitely need to actually engage, genuinely engage, comment, share people's posts, you know, follow them, connect with them on other platforms, and really have them feel as though we're supporting them and we're their friends, having that dialogue, then maybe DMing them, then maybe emailing right. them. But like, right. I mean, I'm sure everyone gets this, but on LinkedIn, somebody sends a message saying, hey, buy my thing. And you're like, I don't even know who you are. Like, I don't want to buy anything. I hit the delete button on all of those. I ignore all of them. Anytime I receive something like that, I totally just ignore it. You know, and there's lots of new things that you can do with LinkedIn, um, sending voice notes, sending videos. Those are things I have so many students in my course that utilize LinkedIn for their outreach and they do well because of how they ask, um, how they even ask, how they are, have structured their emails or their messages for emails. And it's great to see the amazing wins that they are receiving, but there's a right way to do it. There's a things that they've been doing before they sent that initial email, but it's again, the strategy to relationship building. Yes, and that's super important. So all of you that are listening, it's about building relationships prior to making your ask, regardless on what platform you're using and regardless of what your ask is. And then that's you know, a general rule that we would use in real life, and it, it pertains to business and behind the computer screen as well. So I have a fun question for you. If you could yes. super, what would your two superpowers be? Ooh, girl, that's a really good one. Hmm. I like asking two because I can't like, you know, pick. So I always give yeah. two. All right. So I think one of my superpowers would be to, and I know this is going to sound really crazy, but one of the things that I really strongly believe in is building massive wealth. And so I would have the superpower of always being able to create wealth with really good ideas. So every idea would turn into like a mega opportunity that just transforms into wealth. So that would be one of my superpowers. Um, every idea and everything that I touch turns into wealth um, because I'm a strong believer in building wealth for generations to come, multi-generations to come. I think my second superpower would be to, I keep, this keeps coming to me, but to read minds um, and reason being, I think I'm a pretty good I read rooms very well, but to know exactly what someone is thinking, um, if you know exactly what someone is thinking, you'll always know exactly what to say. Um, so those would be my two superpowers, N reading minds and building massive wealth at all times. So I'm, girl, I actually like pray for that, like just those gifts. <laughs> so, I yeah. I love that. So my yeah. superpowers would be to fly and to speak every language in the world. So if we partnered up, we would be make the world such an amazing place with those four superpowers. Girl, yes, we would do good. We would we would be great, girl. We would do amazing things together for real. 
Yes, and having some of those superpowers, but not superhero status, we're still going to partner and do amazing things. So tell everyone how they can get in touch with you and how they can work with you. Yes, yes. So the best way to connect with me is on Instagram. And on Instagram, you can find everything there. It's at Jessica Chinyelu. And if you ever have any questions about sponsorships, I am the person that will respond to your DM with a voice note. So um, there's all different wonderful ways that you can work with me. In fact, today I do have an amazing free resource for you. If you go to www.thesponsorshiplady.com forward slash training. Again, that is thesponsorshiplady.com forward slash training. There's a free training just for you all on sponsorships. And this is a training on how to land five and six figure corporate sponsorships. Okay. So go and check that out. Once you check it out, if you have any additional questions, reach out to me, send me a DM. And if you click the link in my bio, it'll give you all the details on how you can work with me and any free resources that I have available for you. Awesome. I want to thank you so much for being on and sharing all of those great tips. I hope everyone, um, took some notes and got some great value out of that. Be sure to subscribe to Brand Boutique Elite on any podcast platform of your preference. Thank you so much. Bye.